What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboards. To become part of the podcast team and get a shout out in an episode, all you got to do is sponsor an episode. Head to alllineedskate.com and purchase anything from our online skate shop. I've just recently updated our online store with brand new skateboard decks, brand new t-shirts. There's all types of goodies up there. Please check it out. Thomas Donovan supported this episode by copping a blue and white pair of All I Need socks, as well as a black and yellow pair of All I Need socks. And he got two t-shirts. He got the brand new Built to Last tee and the brand new Defenders of the Deep tee. You flow trash scum. Clean out the goddamn van. Sean J. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but it's J-U-S-S-E-A-U-M-E. He bought himself a built to last tee and a fly high tee. Lori Potter got an American Legends tee and a Defender of the Deep tee. She also put in a note that these t-shirts are for Anders because he's going to Woodward. Woodward is sick. He's going to have a blast. Yo, you've been killing it. And you're about to be pro, my G. Chris Gould, G-O-U-L-D. Sorry if I butchered your last name. He purchased himself a You'll Be Dead by Don 8.3 deck. Matthew Vinoy, he got himself two decks. He got the Corey Goonan 8.1 Explorer Series, and he got his Evan Mantellillo 8.1 Explorer Series. Matt, stoked for you to check out these new graphics, my G. Phil Stanhope purchased himself a Crush It Like Quint 8.25 and an 8.3 deck. Doing it for the captain, my dude. You the man. Phil, thanks for the support. Jeremy Roberts sponsored another episode. He copped himself a brand new Billy Drown 8.5 Explorer Series deck. You are the man, dude. You pro. You pro. You did it. You goddamn pro now. Congrats. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. I've got a Lawnmower 4.0 and it is awesome. I've got a lot of pubes and I got a Lawnmower 4.0 and this thing cuts right through there, man. My ball fro is gone, dude. Feeling crisp down there. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off plus free shipping with the code AIN. Ready for an out-of-the-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the U.S., but Canada and the U.K., across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, which I have and I'm rocking right now, in uh, a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First, schedule for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. Ha <laughs> ha! 
This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travel across the universe. Check it all out at manscaped.com and help the podcast out by using our promo code AIN and get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. Again, use our promo code AIN when checking out at manscaped.com and get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. Camera angle, get your feet. Nah, well, it did. I did a podcast recently, I want to say with Evan or someone. Dude, what do you what? mow the lawn in those things? Oh, dude, I don't know. That's a good question. But I did a podcast the other day. I want to say with Evan or Billy or someone, and I didn't wear shoes or socks. And I did this. I like crossed my uh, you legs. Get comments? No, surprisingly not. But uh, I just noticed it. I was like, just look like a fucking hippie, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, the conservative in me was like, what do you think this is, bro? Have your fucking toenails out and shit. But then oh. I'm like, this is at my house. Like, I'm yeah. a, I am a hippie. Like, I like sitting like this. I know. It was just weird to do a podcast with no, just bare feet. Yeah, that is weird. It's not very professional. But it's your podcast and your house. So Th- that's ultimately like the decision I came to was yeah. like, we got to be comfortable while we do this. Yeah. I'm going to start this one by um, doing this real quick. These are uh, vocal podcast warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> You, do you partake at all? No, rarely. Yeah, well, you're lost, bro. Thanks, anyway. Yeah. But you used to smoke weed ever, like casually? Yeah, when I was like a teenager and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I'd never like really jibed with me, though. I would do it and just get like fucking paranoid and like anxious. Yeah. It's not like it's not my drug. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> No, exactly. It's a drug for sure. Yeah. Just like this coffee is too. Yeah. It's Saturday right now, right? Yep. Maybe we start this off with uh, walking <clears throat> through last night. How'd last night go? It was awesome. Did Where'd you, you go? I went to a Bright Eyes concert. Where was it? At the Palladium in Worcester. Oh, that's right. You were telling it's me. outdoors and uh, it was beautiful out. Yeah, and it was. It's like a pretty small, it's just like a parking lot basically. They set up a stage and... You're in this kind of like parking lot that it's a good place for an outdoor concert because it's like a slight hill, so it kind of mimics a like a venue. Yeah. And um, wait, it, was it like um, the Palladium is a spot they do um, indoor shows too? Yeah, right? yeah. they have both. That's um, sick. But they're doing a bunch of outdoor ones, I think, <clears throat> just because the pandemic's still like. Who knows? Yeah, no, nobody knows. <laughs> Who so fucking knows? They have a bunch of outdoor <laughs> dates, and uh, yeah, we got close. Close up to the front, and opener was sick. This girl, Lucy Dacus, who I've never heard of before I heard about this tour, but she was really good, and Connor Oberst, the uh, lead singer of the band, he was, like, pretty drunk nice. the whole time. <laughs> I I think, I don't know if it was, like, partially an act, but he seemed pretty drunk, And uh, but it was a great show. They had, like, a small orchestra with them. Damn, sick, really? And, yeah. Like a full, like a band? Like, yeah, there's three people in the in the band itself, and then 
<clears throat> excuse me. They uh they usually like dress up their songs pretty pretty well with like other musicians. So they had like a horn section and a string Ooh. section, woodwinds and all that. What? That's legendary. Yeah, it was sick. What kind of music is the Bright Eyes? Should I look it up? Is there like a specific genre? I mean, he he's made all kinds, I guess, but he's been like pigeonholed as like a emo kind of <laughs> kind of guy. But yeah. it's like indie rock and rock and roll. There's some like folk sounding songs, some country songs. Oh, he's like a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's like an insanely good songwriter though. And he works with like really good musicians, so it's Is it a I'm so ignorant, I don't even know the bright eyes. Is it a band or is it a single person? Is no, it's a band, yeah. It's a full band now. It's three people. Oh, that's what you're saying. Bright Eyes, an American indie rock band founded by singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Is it Connor? Connor Oberst, yeah. Oberst. It consists of Nobody likes them. I don't know anybody. Really? Like no, I mean a ton of a ton of people like them. They have like a cult following and but like nobody I know yeah. I can't like talk like they're my favorite band of all time. No one was at the concert with you last night? No, I went with Aubrey. Oh, but sick. like she's not she's like um a newbie like humors me. me. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like it's not her thing either and I don't know. But yeah, it's it's like my favorite. Hell yeah. So it's sick then. Yeah, and it's live music. Like live music's always awesome. It was beautiful out too, you're saying? Yeah, it was it was really good. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna here we go. Producer Mike, arranger, composer, and trumpet and piano player Nate. Damn, he's got all of them. Yeah. Uh, rotating lineup of collaborators drawn primarily from Omaha's indie music scene. That's what, between 1998 and 2011. The band's albums were released through Saddle Creek Records, a Nebraska-based label. So they're like Middle America, founded by. Yeah. His brother, I think, started that label with a, a couple of friends. That label's still pretty big, but um, I was gonna say those two, the two other guys in the band with them, are like independently they produce all kinds of music, and they but, both wrote the score and all the music for this, like some recent Stephen King miniseries that was on television. Oh hell yeah! And it got like all kinds of accolades for that's the, sick. The stuff they wrote, yeah, it's pretty cool. Stephen King still ripping or what? I don't know if it was like adapted from an old book and they turned it into a series or if it's a new thing. I can't even remember what it was called. But it was on like NBC or ABC or something. Yeah. Wonder 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 <clears throat> I wonder when his last book was. Stephen King. He's from Maine, right? Yeah. I feel like he is. Writing about horror, mor- murder, right? Stephen King. I don't know. I don't even think I've ever read a Stephen King book. I've definitely watched a movie or something. I think I read Cujo when I was like, oh shit, way younger. How scary was that movie? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, but yeah. same when I was way younger. Um, everyone raves about him. Like my mom read all of his books when she was younger. Like I guess The Shining's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, Carrie. Yeah, dude, that's a heavy one too. That movie's insane. I've seen the movies yeah, for sure. I, saw that. I don't think I've actually read a, one of his books. Pet Cemetery was that him? Yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs> I think so. Pet tem- pet cemetery was so scary too, because just the idea of like your pets dying and like yeah. <laughs> coming back. You know what blows evil me? Evil pets. <laughs> it, it sounds so like that idea sounds so childish, though. It sounds like <laughs> something a kid would think of. But and so you think of that, and I'm like, how? I think about this with horror, the horror genre in general. Like how hard it would be to make a book scary. You'd yeah, have to be yeah. such a good writer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like. 
I, I wouldn't even know how to begin to try to like. You'd type out boo. Yeah, yeah. I have no, no idea. <laughs> Fucking horror book. <laughs> like setting the whole scene so you're like, it makes more sense on television. Yeah. Like visually, it's probably easier to create like a a scary situation. I, I would think. I don't know. Seems yeah, yeah. super hard. Yeah. You definitely have to tell a story from a certain perspective when you're writing it out, you know? Like you have to, I guess with the film too, but with a story, it's a single narration, right? It's coming from one author, so it's a story. Yeah, and know? apparently he writes, he, he doesn't have like an outline, like here's my beginning, middle, and end, and I'm going to connect them. Yeah. He just starts writing and finds it as he goes. Oh, that's cool. Which yeah. Which is even crazier. It's probably like skating. There's different styles, people ripping in different ways of writing books and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Horror movies, horror books. I never read a horror book either, I don't think. Just movies. I stayed away from horror movies too because they're scary as fuck. Yeah, they get me. Especially like with the little girls. Like, you know the one with the little girl that has like the hair over her face and the she ring? just has like a dress? Yeah, I think she was in a few movies though. Like, I, Or maybe I'm just <laughs> seeing her everywhere at, when it's dark. I'm like, oh my God, the fucking ghost. Uh, yeah. That's I, its most scary shit is a little girl looking drenched with hair covering its face so you can't see it. It's got like a dress on and just stand there like at four in the morning whispering yeah. something. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. I like, um, cause I'm always like, I go into it like, this isn't going to scare me. A horror movie. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like and a then, challenge. And then it always does. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think of other great horror movies. The exorcist that, that <sighs> always, anything with like a religious component That's would always one. get me. Well, that one too, with the little girl and her head's like spinning and she's like yeah, puking dude. everywhere and shit. Yeah. It's dude. fucked. And like, even when she's just like on the bed and she's just like, Coming yeah. up off the bed and shit like that, so scary. That fucking thing is so gnarly. That movie so backwards gnarly. crab block down the stairs. Yeah, dude, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch uh, what was the one, the Blair Witch? Yep. The that's, first time you watched it, that scared it, me. Yeah. The first time. Then after you're like, oh, this is fucking fake. You realize you're like, oh, it's well, fake. yeah. I think I knew it was fake when it when yeah, I watched right. it, but it still scared me. Yeah, yeah. It did. It's like jump cut film. Like yeah, <gasps> like. A lot of screaming in the dark, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just remember the very end where they're like looking around, and that guy's just like standing in the corner, and that like tied into the storyline somehow, Jesus. and then it like cuts. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was it was pretty scary, and I think like kind of revolutionary when it came out. For It definitely got popular. Yeah. It was like a fucking $5,000 budget or something. Yeah, like it was just like a small indie film, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta listen to Bright Eyes. I know you skated to him, right? I did. I I skated to a song that uh I didn't even really particularly like. The one I picked didn't work with the footage, I guess. So he picked one that just was kind of like more poppy and had like a a better um, melody. But yeah, they're not uh they're not for everybody. It's a lot of sad shit. Oh yeah, I get it. But it's like also in, like super good songwriting. Yeah. Like if you appreciate lyrics, he's an amazing lyricist. I sometimes like if I'm listening to something that's like too dreary and I just catch myself listening to it all the time, I just like stop cuz I'm like this is too heavy sometimes. Yeah, I can't like Certain I don't things. listen to it. I I used to almost listen to it exclusively. But I, I put it on when I'm like feeling nostalgic or like uh Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's not like my go to anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it used to be Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about it. Yeah. Like, listen to Tupac and just, like, get fucking in that state of mind or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa. Start contemplating life and <laughs> I can't do this existence. All the time. You're like, yeah. oh, no, not right now. Not today. Too much. Too much. Yeah. I love hip hop. There's some like real good hip hop. I've been, Jensen's been getting into, him and Luke have been getting into rap and hip hop and stuff. Like giving him ideas to listen to shit. It's so sick. Yeah. It's so funny. What are they listening to? Uh, I don't know what they're listening to, but I was turning them on to like Talib Kweli, Brother yeah. Ali. Like, yeah, that um, guy. I always forget. Every time you would play him, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, this guy's so good. Who's that, Talib? No. um, well, Brother Ali. Yeah. Yeah, Brother I'm Ali. I'm like, I got to like remember to put this guy on when I'm in, in the car or whatever. I never remember, but he's so good. Yeah, dude. Unbelievable. There's some rappers like that that are fucking unbelievable. So I was like turning Jensen on to some things that I knew. Even DMX, like when the DMX stuff was going on, I was like playing him some of the more like heartfelt DMX, like yeah, like more thoughtful stuff instead of just the aggressive crazy shit. Like playing, giving him, getting him deep in there because you know, like every time something they bring up DMX, it's just like some party song right. or oh, like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's all the that's the only stuff I really even knew. The hype stuff. Yeah, it's I sick never, stuff. Like, but... did, did a deep dive. Oh, dude, he has full albums. Yeah, he, no, I just yeah. never. Never did it. Yeah, Jensen, I've been giving him, telling him some gems, getting him, and he was like hitting me up about it too. Like, oh, who is that dude? What did we listen to? You know, it's so funny that like, I wonder if the first time Jensen heard about DMX was when he died. I don't. Maybe that would be crazy. That's yeah. a thing. He is yeah. that young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy to think that DMX. Like you were, we've been listening to DMX for a long time. Yeah, That's I was like, crazy. I don't know, 10, 12. He has like early rap battles with uh, like Jay-Z. And like you can look up DMX rap battles really? like where they're backstage of a concert and they just have like a oh, cy- yeah, cypher going. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just like freestyle or battle, yeah. you know? It's so sick. There's yeah. ones with DMX where he's just like killing it, you know? I wouldn't think of him as like a guy who could freestyle. Yeah, I mean, he's so good. He's like got basic rhymes, but they're he knows like how to be aggressive and where to put the emphasis and like such a cool voice too. Yeah, his voice is sick, and it's you know what's sick about him. And there's a lot of artists like this, but like he's his own thing. There's no one like people try to emulate him, but it's the dog DMX. You know, like super unique. Yeah, it's his own fucking expression. Yeah, such a good artist. And um, yeah. What about so? What about um the Olympics? Because we went over Kevin's. That was super fun watching that. That was fun, yeah. It was like watching a street league, basically, on crack. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I guess it was fun because we were all there just watching it together. And, we had a good crew. But it was pretty boring. Like, if you're not into contest skating, because you, you're not. You're not, like, following it. Like, I'm going to buy these guys trading cards, are you? No, but also because <laughs> there wasn't an audience. So, like... That was weird. <laughs> you can kind of buy into that hype and get, like... I don't know. It's like carried away. Yeah, full stadiums of people carried then away. It's, then it's a show. The fever. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a show. And it was supposed to be a show, and it was just kind of like, let's watch. It looked like a session because there was no spectators, but they're like following this format. So you're like, this is strange. It was weird. It feels yeah. forced, and plus, yeah, it's just it's definitely forced because it's a contest in front of cameras for like sponsors, yeah. basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big. Did you see any of the? Because we only watched the men's 
Street. I didn't, dude. I'm waiting for highlights. Yeah, I didn't I keep up with it because I had life and other stuff to do. But right. <laughs> and no cable. I don't even have cable. Uh, yeah, you but, can find the live stream or whatever. Just, but dude, that was weird. Yeah, it was just. It's pretty much exactly what we all thought, though. Yeah, I think it was fun. I had fun. I had fun. Yeah, I even cheered. Yeah, you were bummed, dude. I got myself into I it. I think you were like actually. I was a little heartbroken. You started off joking, but I think it actually <laughs> kind of bummed you out that Naja didn't win. Sixth. <laughs> Did he get sixth? I'm pretty sure it was sixth. Yeah. I mean, everybody has an off day. That's why I can't do it, you know? It's like, can't be the ultimate fan because then they let you down, you know? Yeah. I can't mean, subscribe fully to the Naja train. I try. <laughs> How dare you laugh? I try. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> There's plenty of uh, other contest highlights you could watch of him winning and yeah, he's like got like getting 20, all the glory, twenty medals or something. Yeah. That's why the Olympics would have been beautiful because that's the top of the mountain. But he still has another four years. He's gonna be thirty, but and he's pretty fucking good. Like yeah, but he's light years ahead of most people as far as that type of skating goes, right? Yeah, but the way skating is now, like all the young kids. They're coming up. Dude, the see young, what he's doing. A bunch of young Utos. Yeah, they're just going to learn that and then take it even further. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be very surprised if he won the next Olympics. One can hope. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> here's hoping. I was hyped on Calvin, Calvin, right? Calvin Hoffler. Calvin, yeah. Yeah, he ripped, dude. He was he killing does, it the yeah. whole time. I think he got second, too. Did he? I don't. I yeah, should look might, it up, he but may have. silver, I believe. And then Jagger eat and got third, I right. thought. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something Brazil. Like it was America, Brazil, or in reverse, right? Um, Uto, Japan, Brazil, and America. Top three. Yeah. I was watching, um, I was getting an oil change the other day, and they had the rowing oh, shit. on. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I was trying to like, I'm sure it's one of those things where, if you know about it, there's all these subtleties that you're not picking up on. Yeah. But I'm like, there's so many fucking sports in there that you're like, who's watching this and like into it that like everybody, you just have to, everybody has to like, like get a paddle. Yeah. We're rowing together, it's motherfucker. Like, yeah. That's like, uh, and your form has to be, <laughs> I know your form has to be like, yours does, dude. It sounds like you're not going to try hard enough. We're trying to get this fucking boat no. faster than these motherfuckers. I'm just saying like, how fucking it's so simple like <laughs> as long as everybody's on the same page and your paddle goes in the water at the same angle and comes out at the same angle precision you, it's like so then it's like all right who's if everybody does that like who's stronger i guess yeah. those guys are gonna like win yeah yeah true and Maybe. then they do it out in like a in a river or whatever in a, an environment that's not like controlled which is actually kind of cool because they said like the conditions sort of sucked on the day they were doing it. So that adds like another element. Yeah. But that throws a monkey wrench in there. Yeah. It's uh, like the snowboard, uh, not snowboards, uh, bobsled. Same yeah. thing, just not in water, dude. You got a team, everyone's on a side, someone's running. You got That's another in. one where it's like, can, <laughs> dude, okay. Someone designed that to be a thing. That's so <laughs> much fucking work to build that, that course. I, know, I, I would I think. <laughs> and like for what? So they can just like, Slide do, 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 down do. it. Like Everyone there's no obstacles. The Someone was like, let's put some fucking a canoe on ice. Let's get a canoe gooning. Get fucking six of us. Or is it four? How many in a sl- <laughs> bobsled uh, team? Think about 
Cool Runnings. I think there's five. <laughs> there's at least four. There might be five. That's your only reference. <laughs> yeah, that's your only reference too. What do you know about I it? I know. <laughs> I know. I um. I know more about professional hot dog eating. Oh, Joey Chestnut, champion, professional hot dog right. eater. But uh, you think for something that required like that much work to set up the course, <laughs> would would be, have like more complex <laughs> rules or like. You just have to be in the sled. You, you're completely out of control. Yeah, like you yeah. have no control over it. Like, like you have to. It's all about the run. <laughs> it's all about the run and the getting into it that matters. You have to get. It's a fucking roller coaster <laughs> on ice. That's all it is. All right, here we go. Here we go. Bobsled or bobsled is a team winter sport that involves making timed runs down narrow, twisting, banked ice tracks in a gravity-powered sleigh gravity powered yeah just you're sliding on ice. they do crash sometimes though i think they do definitely so do. there is i guess some something you Dude, can fuck up first bobsleds were built in uh switzerland in the late 19th century by wealthy tourists from somewhere <laughs> the boys delivering sleds and toboggans this eventually evolved into bobsleds skeletons initially the tourists would race their hand-built contraptions down the narrow streets however as collisions increased growing opposition from the city residents led to bobsledding being eventually banned from public highways <laughs> wait so did it start <laughs> no shit as- keep off the highways <laughs> the public highways was it just a mode of transportation at first i guess dude they were ripping they were like fucking bobsledder die bobsledder oh, wow. die that's the name of this episode bobsled or die <laughs> <laughs> you should get that you should uh photoshop that and thrash your font yeah definitely the initial tourists were, that's so crazy. They bombed down highways. Bob said he eventually got banned from public highways. They're like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Well, yeah. Is, is there a break on that fucking thing? Fucking, there must be, your right? Your leg, dude. Your yeah, so leg. you must have to like break before turns and stuff, or do you just... You send it. That's where the phrase s- came from. Find out if there's a break in there, and they have to like... Okay, so... <laughs> Modern find out if there's a break. That's how much we don't know about bobsleds. I, I have no idea. Modern bobsleds or sleigh bobsleigh teams. <laughs> uh, teams compete to wait. Uh, teams compete to compete a downhill route in the fastest times. An aggregate time for several runs is used to determine the winners. The four main event has been featured in the Winter Games. The exception of 96, blah, 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 blah. 2002 Winter Olympics. Dude, these early bobsleds, they're fucking hilarious looking, dude. It's just like, it's just some dudes in like a fucking basic sled. Yeah, there's no like. So it's closed. The ones there and now are like pretty much. They're like vehicles instead of just sleds. Yeah, dude, look at that. Intense fucking bobsled teams. That's like modern shit. You see that? They got like uniforms and they're fucking all serious. Get their fucking. I wonder if it's like super easy to get good at, at it. You know, like <laughs> you just gotta be able to run. If you just try it, you could probably get really good at it because it's not that. There's not much to it, right? Yeah, it's just running, getting in, and sliding. It's very narrowed down. That's what I think the Olympics should have been for skateboarding: is dumb it down to like forty foot rail and just see who has the longest combo grinds or something. Like build they a forty disciplines, you know, like who's got the longest slides or something. They should have just let them free skate for like thirty minutes. 
and mm. they would have had more fun. It would have been more entertaining to watch. Yeah, that's the truth. And um, that's what I was bummed about. It. It was like especially with no audience. Yeah, the no, way it was. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I was bummed because that's what they did. They gravitated the whole show towards the big fucking gap to rail and stairs in the center. Yeah, everything was that, and it was based off of your bangers basically because you had two runs, five bangers, and they took your top four scores supposedly that's what yeah. i how i understand it. i don't know if that's 100 percent right but that means you could cancel out both the runs and just use four banging yeah, scores right. and that's it you know yeah it's and then it's it was kind like, of just shitty to like judge skating on a point system to just i don't know it has to be pretty loose because it's all subjective you know yeah, like exactly. different styles different people like and within there's a crowd too that helps with the judging because then you got people making noise so that kind of sways it a little bit if there's like if you're landing yeah. shit, people are like, oh, but they didn't even have that. Yeah. It so was, it's just like even. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just. I don't know. Like. If I was a viewer watching skating and not knowing anything about it, I yeah. wouldn't. I'd, I'd be like, why is this here? Why is this in here? Yeah. I like the dudes I was rooting for were the ones that were doing runs. Like they were skating all the ramps and shit. They weren't just doing stunts. Yeah, you know? Axel. Yeah, he was, was ripping. Watch. That like, was sick to see because then it's like you could really add up points and like because if you let him hit everything and just skate it like a course instead of just a stunt down the big thing. Cause it that's wasn't it like was. a good um, course for like flowing and doing runs. Though, we didn't even know? see most of the course though. That's why I think. Well, cause yeah, you just had to skate like that. They, like kept it in. A you had to tray area. flip the pyramid. Yeah, you had to do a front blend on the quarter pipe. That, then, there were so many front blunts for sure dude i think like if there was 20 people in there 15 of them tray flipped the pyramid and did a front blunt on the quarter excuse me oh. which I, like yeah those are like contest run tricks but you would think a few people would be like oh shit everybody's doing that maybe i'll just like it's crazy because these dudes like that get to this level they do all those tricks and all the contests leading up to it. Yeah. They've like sculpted their tricks to like contest tricks basically. And they have their bread and butter. Remember like Lutzka used to have that with the two seventies to everything. Yeah. Like in all the contests, that was like his thing, his discipline. That's a good discipline. Just two seventies. You got a two seventy on everything. Yeah. but (laughs) The whole event. It's over in five minutes. You can do like three tricks. After a while, like, you're gonna have to do a back 270 into something because people get bored and it's expected. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to like start kickflip 270ing into shit, which I think he started doing. Yeah. So like, here's the course, and like we didn't even see that long across and down rail. That thing's sick. There's a hubba's over yeah, there. No, no one skated it. All we saw was like the middle section, and they didn't only use have, any of the outside of it. You only have 60 seconds, so yeah. if you're gonna tray flip that pyramid and front blunt that quarter pipe, you can't stray too far from that middle. Yeah, because you got to hit the rail at the end. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what was expected. It's a contest. You either have to be into it or not. It's basically. I bet the it. park part was at least fun to watch, like the the bowl because it's high flying. They're gonna be launching. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's just more if you're gonna watch a contest, it's fun to see a guy like fly around. You yeah. Know? I went to the one at Tampa when they did like a Converse jam. It was pretty sick. They had like fucking sick ass music bumping and they had big concrete tranny and just dudes would like do yeah. these glory runs. It was sick. Yeah. It's, it was there's fun. always like a crazy collision. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. or someone tries to go off a roof or something yep. into a tail drop or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real Olympics right there, dude. Just fucking. Yeah. It should just be like getting crazy, having fun. I don't know. 
for like uh it's to- perfect the way it is though like what else would you expect you have to like they had to design a whole thing to like get it that's basically street league and then it started from like damn ams right damn ams they get all the points and then they go just like yeah tampa street league i think even one year tampa like if you did well in tampa you got into street league i might be wrong about that no i think you're right yeah but it's perfect it's a big show it is what it like kind of has to be i guess there's no better way to do it that i can think of you're gonna try to like box it up and, and make it's a contest you need rules so i feel like it the thing about the olympics is that it's only every four years too so it's like I don't know. There's four years in between every Olympics to just skateboard and do cool shit. Yeah, you know? it's not. It's not. <laughs> Imagine just waiting every four years to train for some big thing. It's not too big a deal, <laughs> I don't think. Whatever trage- trajectory skating was on. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how much it helped or hurt. Yeah, or I if don't... even either way. Yeah. It, more people might know, like, talk about it for a little bit because it's in the Olympics. It's something to talk about, but it's still like. Maybe it is like it. it is worth. Like, it is worthy of being in the Olympics as far as like an athletic endeavor. Tony Ock said it best. He said, uh, they need us more than we need them. Like, the Olympics need skateboarding more than skateboarding needs the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, skating doesn't need anything. Yeah. It sustains itself. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. All right. See you in four years. Do, 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 do. It was fun to watch with you guys, though. Yeah. And I really was like kind of like cool guy in it, you know, in the beginning. But then you guys told me to take it serious. And then I got fully in on Nyjah and I was like, fucking riding this train. We're going Nyjah train all the way. How oh, about that guy that sacks the. Oh, dude. Um, Don't remember his name, but he slid backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Took one to the boys on the Brutal. Olympic stage. At least there was no crowd. You don't have to worry about that. Just yeah, but there's videos. The inter- internet. It's all over the Instagram and People stuff. People have memed it yet. I've just seen it reposted a bunch. <laughs> he did really well at Tampa Pro too. I think he won the best trick. I don't oh, remember yeah. his name, but um, Gap Trey Flip Lip. Yeah, I think that's on like the big long he, section. He um after he sacked, he put his run together and like ripped though. Yeah, he's he's super good. Yeah, he killed it. He yeah. he persisted. He had like a bad attitude in his oh, first was it run, like, uh, and e- then he came back and ripped. Like Ike or no. Well, I'm trying to find it. Weird they like called that. it the 2020 Olympics, probably. So it's like, oh, that's right. Instead of 2021, best trick. I'm trying to look up the Tampa one best trick winner. I want to say Angelo. No, oh maybe that Angelo was. Caro. Yeah, that sounds like right. But I think that's somebody else. All right, that's why. Um, there's so many of those guys who you only ever see or hear about them at those contests. Yeah. There's like four of them where like they're all interchangeable in my mind. I can't tell them apart. Yeah. They're all wicked good. Like robots. And you only see them at those contests and you can't really remember their names. Yeah. They all have like weird names where like their first name and last name is like four letters. <laughs> and you just there's like Leahy Lechi or just different random names. Yeah. You're like, "What? I don't know who." And you know, it's cuz they're you you get used to seeing street parts and stuff of people too, you know. If you only, if we don't really care, if you don't really watch contest stuff, you don't follow it, you know. Yeah. So you don't know the names and like, you gotta really be into competitive skateboarding. That's literally what it is. It's like competitive skateboarding. 
nothing wrong with it. I just like never really got into skateboarding to be competitive with other people, more with myself, you know? I think yeah. a lot of people are like that. They just get into skateboarding as like a personal challenge. Yeah, I liked contests. Like I liked skating in them. That's good. When I was younger. Did you do any good? Um, yeah, I would do all right. I remember some of some of the jams and stuff. You ever win a contest? Yeah. Which one did you win? Uh, I don't know. A couple of Edge. Um, some at the old skate shop in Wareham. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, that place was awesome. Yeah. I won one at the island, actually. What? I was in eighth grade. That's sick. Are you ready for the Olympics now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You want to stretch out or something first? Yeah, probably should. <laughs> I used to do the do tours and they were fun as hell. And you get paid even if you got last. It was like twelve people, and they'd still kick you a check just to come and like be a part of it. it yeah, super why not? Fun. Except that it was just like a lot of pressure. You just feel pressure. I always feel pressure because I'm not used to like. Not anymore. I guess I'm better about it. But back then, I was more used to just like filming tricks and like shooting photos and not even being in a contest. You know. I kind of liked that aspect of it. I liked the pressure. Yeah. Because it was like. Sometimes I could force myself to try stuff that I wouldn't under different circumstances because it's like, well, you're in this situation. You have to like perform yeah. and try to do your best. So it, it was kind of like it would clear my head and be like, well, yeah, you might like eat shit, but it would kind of force me to like try as hard as I could. Yeah, like push or, yourself a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. That's how I did in the do tour. I felt like I had to like do some gnarly tricks and it was a pretty big ramps too, you know? Yeah, that's well, those contests was. back then, like, the They're ramps were absurd. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what the fuck are we jumping down there? Yeah. Some dudes are good at that, though. That's what I was kind of like with the Olympics. Like, the dudes that were just ripping the park, like, you'd want to see them rip a park. Yeah. And, like, be able to judge it. That would be, this is, like, more narrowed down. It was more, like, around, gravitated to just the big shit in the center. Yeah, but that's the game. Yeah. They all yeah, know yeah. how to play it. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Sponsors, all the sponsors got them there. It's big. It was a big commercial, too. For yep. sure, for whatever Tokyo, uh, for Toyota, right? I think they were a sponsor of it. Um, they definitely should have changed twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. One let one letter or one number. I'm sorry, you only had changed one number, maybe twenty times. Yeah, but they all already had all that shit printed and ready to go. So they're just, gonna reorder all that shit. Yeah, just, so you can feel better about it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yes, yeah. <laughs> But dude, it's a, we're stuck in the worst year ever. Twenty twenty is like just switch the one zero to a one. Please. They probably should have just like not done it and skipped a year. Yeah, can you do that? I guess can why the not? Olympics just skip. They're like we're over it. Yeah, we'll good luck. Figure it out. See you in twenty twenty four. Every eight years, they just drag it. Yeah, out. <laughs> You're like we're never gonna see this shit again, dude. They get the winter ones. They do they do the winter ones the same year as the summer ones? Like, will there be a winter one this? This winter, I fucking hope someone's bobsledding down those yeah. hills, bro. Especially with those courses, they're elaborate, elaborate bobsled courses. Yeah, like do do do. You should see if you can get a uh, <laughs> like a bird's eye view of what a bobsled course looks like. Bobsled, all the turns and stuff. Yeah, for sure, sled course. There's probably like in like some crazy like middle America, like ritzy town or something. There's like crazy bobsled like courses built in you know how they have like skiing mountains they got bobsled courses there's got how many bobsled courses are in the u.s real question i'm gonna say dude how long is bobsled course hold on 12 to 13 meters so 3900 to 4300 feet 
have at least 15 curves. Speeds may exceed 175 miles per hour. Wow. And some curves can subject the crew to as much as 5G. <laughs> We're like making fun of these dudes. They're like astronauts. <laughs> Around 5G. Like at the right angle. They'll burn up. They're just doing geometry in their minds. <laughs> Did you find out if there's a break on the sled? No, dude. Can you? What am I, a bobsledologist? You're right. You got a computer in front of you. <laughs> All right, hold on. You could be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, first things first. Um, does Bob? Wait. <laughs> does Bob? Do, do Bob slay? Do <laughs> have breaks? <laughs> do Bob slay? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no breakfast. Bob sleds, come on, dude. You can't get it. Let's see. Bob sleds breaks. How Bob sleds work? <laughs> I could get it, but I couldn't get serious enough to type it out, dude. All right. Modern Bob sled races are competitions between two person or four person teams. What? There's only two. All right, so that's interesting. Bobsleds have the same basic components whether they are built in, uh, to hold two or four athletes. Each bobsled has a steel frame, a fiberglass hull that closed in the front and opened in the back, also called a cowling, C-O-W-ling, cowling, a movable set of front, uh, front runners, a fixed seat of rare runners, collapsible push Bars for drivers and crewmen, so the bars on the side of them. Yeah. Fixed push bars for the brakeman. Oh, brakeman. Okay. A jagged metal brake on a lever used only after the bob crosses the finish line. Just to oh. stop at the end, that's <laughs> yeah. it. So they can't slow down for a turn or anything. A jagged metal brake on a lever used only after bobsled crosses the finish line. So it's literally just like all about... Moving your weight at the right time before curves and stuff like that. It has a steering system. So I think the front person that gets in has a steering thing so everyone gets in. Okay. That's what I'm understanding of it. Two men, two women. I bet it's quite a ride. Heavier slides go faster, so teams that do not reach the maximum occupied weight may add ballast to make their bob heavier. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, bobsledding is so ridiculous. Yeah, there's a fucking there's a driver. He sits in the front and there's like feet levers, steering axle, and you can like adjust. Steer the with front. your feet? Yeah. Oh wow. And he's holding on to two pulleys, two like ropes with like circles. Yeah. And he's using his feet too. Oh, okay. And that's the steering axis. So like he's literally like It's like those old like sleds where yeah. you like yank up on one side to and yeah. then all the other dudes. They're just weight. <laughs> like the two guys in the middle are just for balance. Yeah, basically. And then the back guy is the, is the brake guy, I guess. And he yeah. just sits there until they get across the finish line. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I got to pull the brake. That's yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So you got three jabronis behind you and you're just fucking sending it. And one dude's in the front steering that motherfucker. And you're going at least seventy five miles That's per hour. That's fucking crazy though, because they <laughs> they go up on those turns. They almost get like upside down. Yeah, going yeah. seventy five miles an hour, and the sled's open on the top, right? I believe. Yeah, it is. So if they fucking flip that thing, it's I know intense. they're all padded up and helmets and stuff, but 
then you're sliding at like 70 miles an hour down this like ice slide yeah that's intense it's yeah. fucking intense good you, for them <laughs> good for them it's a weird thing how do you get into that that's what i was wondering like I guess you see it on the Olympics and you're like, I'm, I kind of want to get into it now that we're talking about it. Don't you want to try it, kind of? <laughs> I feel like you're meant for it, dude. Like, we could, I don't know, you we, could be, the, we could be the middle guys. <laughs> we get a driver and a brake man. I could drive? Uh, fuck you, No caps, dude. bro, no caps. <laughs> or you can uh, luge by yourself. That's true. You go down the same course, I think. You can luge, bro. Go luge yourself. Luge yourself. <laughs> yourself in the music. <laughs> yeah, bobsled is so weird, dude. It's a thing that's out there people get into. Yep. They watch the Olympics and they're like, that's a thing. And then he's like, that's why I think the Jamaican bobsled team is like a funny movie. What was that movie? Cool Runnings? Cool Runnings, yeah. Because it's like John Candy's in it. A bunch of Jamaicans that don't <laughs> live in snow have to figure out bobsledding. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why? I don't remember. It's a good movie. Okay. Such a good movie. We're going to look. I'm, just because we can, we're going to look up the Cool Runnings wiki. This is where we're at. Yeah, this is it. This is good pod. This is good pod right now. <laughs> People out there, this is the good shit. This is the important breaking news. You can go turn on CNN and listen to all the crazy shit, or you can listen to me and Goon and talk about cool runnings. <laughs> is a 1993 American comedy sports film directed by John Turtle Tub. I said that wrong, but close enough. <laughs> And starring a bunch of people. Let's see. The film was released in October 1st, 1993. Nice. No, didn't, didn't remember that. It is loosely based on a true story of the Jamaican national bobsled teams. Of course, I didn't it, know that. Of course it's a true story. Of course. Loose, oh, only humans based. are this amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, loosely based. Which means there was a Jamaican bobsled team and then they just wrote this movie. The fight scene never happened. That's, yeah. They added the fight scene for the movie. Yeah. That's basically what it means. Um. Teams debut in a competition during the 1988 Winters Olympics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, the film received general positive reviews. Bullshit, it was great, bro. The film soundtrack also became popular with Jimmy Cliff performing. Okay, blah, blah, blah. He's performing. Yeah, dude, of course it's a real story. The plot. To qualify for the 100 meters in the 1988 Summer Olympics. He fails to qualify. That yeah, that's right. The dude failed. Remember they had the running. That's what it I was. Barely, I remember How every time you? they crashed. You go, Sanka, you dead man, and you go, Yeah, man. <laughs> that's all I yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, no, the beginning of the movie, the dude was in running, trying to get in the Olympics. Remember, and then they tripped. Oh yeah. And that's why he decided we're going in the bobsled because he had to be in the Olympics. It was like Nija. Nija had to be in, but like he didn't make it in skating, so he decides to get into bobsled or something. <laughs> Like, just sub them out. You're a favorite Olympian. Yeah. Or Happy Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Um, But yeah, in the beginning, yeah, he crashes and then he has to, like, form a bobsled team. That's what it was. So crazy. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, solid. John Candy killed it, too. He's someone that you wish stuck around and kept making movies He's for a long dead, time. He's isn't he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Such a legend. Chris Farley, too. Like, that's another one that was like. Aren't they making a documentary about him? Or did they already? Did you hear about that? No, I don't know. I think they are or have already. And if that's the case, I want to see it. Yeah, he died in 94, March 94. John Candy. Right after that movie. Yeah, was a comedian actor and a comedian known mainly for his films in Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was a year later, right? 
That sucks. That's insane. Not a bad way to go out. He was born in Canada, too. Another Canadian. Damn. R.I.P. It's happened. Someone will say it about us one day. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if we're lucky, because otherwise we just live forever. You're just like, ah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> what do you a- got over there uh, on the floor? Those books. Um, Just Tara got me some books. I don't really know what this... This one I'm just reading now. Um, I only read like a chapter or two, but... I think I've heard of that one. Power of... What does it say? Power of Power Habit. Of habit? Yeah, Power of the Habit. But I started reading it. It was just talking about like um, habits, basically. Good and, and bad? Yeah, I was just talking about the structure of your your habits daily within the sphere of an individual, um, corporation, and society's habits. Yeah. Yeah, there was some cool in this that I read. Um, it was about... Something in Iraq, maybe one of the wars. Basically, there. I don't know. I'm not political, and I don't know whatever anything. So just the fucking story was basically that this dude commander or whatever was like, I think in Iraq, and he was like, they're trying to get society to like mellow out or whatever. And basically, they noticed that there would be these fights and riots and tension that broke out in this one square. And uh, all they did was they changed the habit of the environment by taking the food out because people would stay longer because there was like street carts and stuff. And then fights and violence would break out or something. So then they just took the street carts out and then the square like people just went home instead of staying longer. No kidding. Yeah. But like just like looking at habits of society and trying to like – Yeah. There was some lieutenant sergeant or something. I don't remember. I just read it. so That's pretty cool. But it's just like talking about that. Uh, And I don't know what the other one is. I haven't looked at it yet. But I was telling you before this, I just read, um, what was the book? Um, Crime and Punishment. Yeah. That one, Jordan Peterson like talked about that one a lot. And then uh, Tara got it for me and I read it. And listened to the audiobook. Some audiobooks are better than others. I've never... Um... This one is Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges. No mm. idea. Didn't even really look at it. That's the first time I really looked at it. Essence. I realize I like paperback better than whatever that plastic is. Hardcover? Yeah. Paperback. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. You get to bend it, break the spine. Yeah, just like break it in. Like an yeah. old catcher's mitt or something. Some people get pissed if you borrow their book and you break the spine. Don't be dog-earing all the pages, bro. I'd beat the shit out of books, dude. <laughs> I'd, I'd dog-ear it even if I'm dude. flipping the page. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been reading more books. I read books when I was younger, and then like for a long time, just kind of stopped. A lot of audio, video stuff. Once podcast came out, man, I I guess that's when I kind of stopped reading. Yeah, because it's like it's really it got way harder. It's like it's like anything, I guess. If you stop doing it, it's it's harder to get back into. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it requires so much focus, especially to retain whatever you're reading, depending on what you're reading. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the attention span anymore, I feel like. Because with a podcast, you can just put it on and you kind of be like 50% there. And when something catches your ear, you kind of tune back in. Yeah, yeah. But if you do that with a book, you're just like kind of wasting your time. Yeah, it's hard to keep it going. You yeah. got to keep it moving. I was reading them a chapter a night. Get like one chapter a night or like two chapters a night if I'm pushing it. Yeah. And then fall asleep because it's just at the end of the day. It's like read it to fall asleep, kind of. Yeah, it's a good 
and but there's Good still habit. like I still felt like I was leaving the story and like forgetting where I'd come back sometime. Like, oh yeah, I'm back in the book again when you read it again. Especially if you had a long day. Yeah. But that's why I was listening to a podcast at the same time. Or like that's... staggered it kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd like read and then I think I was behind in the podcast or in the audiobook. So yeah, when I was reading it. Yeah, so I'd read it and then I'd catch up with someone narrating it. It's great though, like you just like imagine this whole world in your head that you like these characters live in while you're reading it. Yeah, you know, like you well, just... vaguely sometimes. I it, it depends on how good the author is, right? Yeah, they describe it like paint a picture, but I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no matter. I don't know. You can kind of do it with like not a whole lot of detail. Depend, like I, I don't know. I remember um, well, pretty much every book depending on the genre. Um, Five Skies, this book that I read. It's just about these guys, like a few different dudes from different backgrounds who move out to this construction site to build this, um, ends up being like a, a ramp for like an evil Knievel type character, like jump over this canyon. Sick. And they, um, El Barto. It's just about, uh, their, their lives and backgrounds. And it's an incredible book. And the author does that. Uh, I can't remember his name, but. Do you remember the name of the book? The book is called Five Skies. Five skies, huh? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Let's see. I'll fill in the gap. Five skies, like IES. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. It's a short, like it's a short and sweet one. American post-apocalyptic science fiction television series. Oh, that's Falling Skies. Wait, so five skies? Is it with the number or spelled out? Um, spelled out. Okay, that's why. Let's see if it, it's a short story. I guess novel. Wiki, come on, bro. Five Kingdoms. It's not on there? Let me Google. Google knows all my dudes. Hey. Five Skies. Carlson Ron. Is that him? Ron Carlson? Ron Carlson, yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, it does sound Penguin, but Random House. Yeah, but uh, he does his, like... He must have researched or has like a construction background or something. Yeah. And uh, he goes into like such detail about this whole site that they're at and what they're building and how they're going about it. And um, yeah, it's you just imagine this whole thing in your head. And I remember, it's strange, but first time I went to Willimantic. Oh, so far. Or no, it, it may have happened in, in reverse. I guess it would have happened in reverse because the way he describes this place, it it's like it's kind of tucked in the woods and it's right next to a river. Yeah. And every time I go to Willimantic, I think of that book because it's like the same kind. There's like Set one, up. especially when Willimantic was first built, there was like one dirt road going out to it and it was just like this kind of oasis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with the river. But yeah. That's sick. Yeah, so you develop like, you create this whole world in your mind. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, beloved story ride writer ron carlson's first novel in 30 years five skies is a story of three men gathered high in the rocky mountains for a construction project that is to last this summer having participated in a spectacular betrayal in los angeles the giant silent arthur key drifts into work as a carpenter uh, in south idaho here he is hired along with shiftless and charming ronnie to build ranch shut ramps 
it's just like really descriptive the way to describe the whole thing. Yeah. Local ranch. It's really nice. He's got like rage whores. at God, primal rage at God, yeah. at man, at life. They're all like individually going through their own thing and kind of work through it together. And um, yeah, it just pours over like the de- every detail. It's so cool. Yeah. It sounds kind of like, it doesn't sound that great. Life is like that though. It's like the most mundane thing when you describe it and then you like peer into someone's life. It's the most complex. Yeah, you, like, if you pick at anything, like any <laughs> subject and like just dive real deep into it yeah it can be like great and like a book you know yeah yeah that's the skill of the writer to be able to tell the story you know so all the research story, dude yeah yeah like crazy it's true though i feel like the most average like ordinary lives like everybody lives like these ordinary lives but then if you actually scratch the surface on any pick any person there's like oh yeah such a crazy story even if you know like i think yeah like Think about how complex your life is in your own mind. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's, for the most part, everyone's running around has their own. Yeah, <laughs> everyone you see. Wild. It's crazy too because life will just take you away on some crazy shit. Like twenty twenty was a year of that where you're just like, we're in this mass hysteria together. Like it was like insane, and then you're already just trying to figure out who you are and where you are. Yeah, you know, you think like life some, gets crazy. Something like that would be like unifying. Some yeah, and it just totally was the opposite. At least it just from like divided. Yeah, at least from the broadcast of like everything, it was like terrifying mostly because of the broad all the media and shit. Because like really, like you just try to be safe, stay clean, and like yeah, be respectful. But then it just like got so intense online and yeah, and politicized. And yeah, it was like a conversation to everything, and then like there was moments where we just didn't know what was going on. They're like. <laughs> Like, and you're like, what the fuck? I still don't know what's going on. I know, dude. I remember at the beginning, we may have talked about this. I'm like, probably when everybody thought we're like, holy shit, like a lot of people are going to die. A lot of people did die, but everyone thought a lot more were going to. And I remember having like a moment of clarity that I was just like, if that happens, okay. Yeah. Basically. And um, after I had that moment, I was like, I don't want to fucking hear about this anymore. Like I'm, yeah. I'm good. I, I settled it in my head already. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Stop talking to me. People still try to like, like I don't want to talk about it. And we're talking about it now. But yeah. But I know that feeling. That's like a legit feeling. I had that too because I was like I'm trying it, to get on with my life. Like <clears throat> yeah. shut up. I get it. It's it's gonna be dangerous. It's gonna be scary. A lot of people. Are, All right. They're if you listen to the media right now, they're literally saying like they're still continuing the narrative of like double masks and fucking. There's yeah. there's variants. There's so many variants now. It's like, didn't we know that was going to happen? Like, uh, isn't this not news? But at some point you're like, I just have to be able to go outside and not be thinking the world's falling apart. Like I got to have a good day, you know, like it's sunny out. And like, yeah, like some okay. people are still listening in the, they're watching their news channel right now, thinking the world's falling apart when you could go outside right now and be okay. Yeah. I never, I never stopped working. My place was not shut down or anything. So nothing really changed at all yeah, yeah through the whole thing except i had to like put a mask on before i went in stores and it's different areas too like in cities and stuff when people are on top of each other it's like a different whole different thing you know yeah fucking intense though 2020 was a crazy year and hence the reason why i was like i wish they just changed the 2020 to 2021 yeah right <laughs> just so when i was watching i didn't have to think about it like it was like I, I was stoked on 2020 like don't get me wrong there was a lot of highs but the lows were like exhausting you know sometimes yeah, I don't know. I didn't personally. I didn't 
I didn't even notice much of a difference. I just, I mean, more like psychology wise, dealing with it. Cause like there was just like days where we were like, don't know if we have, like going into stores with masks on at first. You remember how weird that was? Kind of like fucking was weird at first. Yeah, it was weird. And then people telling you to put a mask on is weird, right? Cause you're just like, we're out here, like you're six feet away from me and you're like wanting to put a mask on. Like, it's a lot. It was a weird social experiment that we went through. That was actually, I did, I guess, the only effect I felt was like hating being told what to do. Yeah. Which is like my own issue. By but, some other non, some fake scientist out there. Yeah, or like just by <laughs> another person. Fake like authority we're, figure. We're the same. You're a person and I'm a person. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And that's my own shit from probably being like not like being told what to do by my parents or teachers when I was a kid and not liking it. But like, yeah, ugh, so annoying. Weird year. Weird year, dude. <laughs> yeah. We made it out though. I guess. It continues. You can dive in at any time. I think that's the thing of the internet is that we're going to have all these like digital worlds and you can just plunge into whatever hell or heaven you want to have at that particular time. The internet is like, People are broadcasting. They're putting up videos and audios, audio of human life and expression, right? And some of it's artistic. Some of it's like real raw like shit we see, like war and crazy shit. But basically, it's just like an artificial creation that we're creating together. The yeah. internet, all the information is plugged in there. Wikipedia, all the like people wrote about lives, all the narrations and stories and mathematics and all that into this big thing, you know? And like all our media, you can just like plug in. And, like, if you want to be scared 24-7 and think the world's the worst place ever, you could do that. Or you could also go the opposite route or anything in between. Like, you could pick and curate your experience digitally if you want through audio and video. It's, like, intense. I I still hope that we're, like, the guinea pigs in this whole, like, internet experiment and that then... Because we've, like, not we, but the royal we (laughs) have, like, just used it in like kind of a shitty way i feel like but it, the it's such an incredible resource like i hope people that like grow up with it and it's just common and they're used to it they'll learn to use it with For- more discretion and like know the pitfalls and not to get sucked too deeply into it like yeah all the everything is on there you can answer any question you have you don't have to wonder yeah. We know a bunch of shit about bobsleds now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just sitting here. Like, it's an incredible resource. So I'm, I hope that, like, uh, yeah, you hear all this shit about, like, you know, teenagers and kids in school, like, the bullying doesn't have to stop when school ends. You know, they can yeah, go home yeah. and see it on the internet. And y- yeah, you can just, co- everyone posts their highlight reel on there. So you feel like That's your true. life sucks. Like, but now we know that. And hopefully the next generation knows it even better yeah and they and they don't have to make all the mistakes first and they can use it as like the incredible resource that it is well the thing too is like that's the whole thing about uh censor- censorship is like there's always going to be new idiots being born because you come into the world like naive young but yeah you there's always going to be idiots but like you're overall, gonna have the internet you're going to be able to like if i had it when i was little like yeah oh God, to- totally dude. dude like i would have like de- imagine like especially growing up skating and you know you could follow and potentially send a direct message to like oh, all your favorite dude, pros so i totally would i, I would have done that would have been the most annoying person ever yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's why i hate when like old the older generation 
shits on the younger one, which is just like how it goes, you know? Yeah. But like, that happens. listen, with given the same tools, all you assholes would have done the same stuff. You didn't, you just yeah. didn't have it. It's so true. Yeah. Like it's we're so true there. You're no better. They're no worse. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's a child at some point. Everyone yeah. thinks like, <laughs> I don't know. I have like, I, I feel like humans, we get like each generation, maybe a little bit smarter and a little bit weaker physically. Like that's the trend. Okay. I'll take your word at it. That's it's just something I've thought about. Yeah, yeah. And um, so like every generation always thinks like the the next generation below them are like a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Because like they're they're probably there's more information, so they're gonna grow up with that knowledge and be a little smarter. Yeah. And like potentially a little weaker. Yeah, yeah. It's important to. Uh... But I I don't know. That's just something I thought about. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, especially the way we're like the the way technology's going, like more jobs used to be probably physical, and maybe more jobs now are like at a computer, so or computer related. So you're not going to be like using your body as much, but you're going to be using your brain more. Yeah. So like, if that trend continues, we're going to get like just smarter and like mentally stronger, physically weaker. Maybe, but there's going to be people that just do sport for sport for fun. Like yeah, th- yeah. There's always outliers, but I mean overall, like as a collective, society, societal, the level. human race. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be the big head alien thing. Yeah, that's the big like, eyes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just a projection of ourselves. Could be futured out. Who, who knows? Because I always think about that too. Like life is like the best movie you've ever seen, and oh, you dude. don't get to see how it ends. <laughs> that was so bright eyes of you <laughs> no i'm like, just guessing <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you want to see like where this goes what's gonna no, happen like holy shit i know what yeah. like it's like and then the episode cuts <laughs> off and you have to wait till next week but you're not gonna be here next week yeah it sucks yeah it's kind of like that now though too you're like you're living your life and then like things change drastically and you're like you're still along for the ride, though, you know? You can watch yourself grow while you're alive. It's just the ending, yeah. Yeah. You're just like a blank slate at the end. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you to gotta wonder where it's going to go. I think it's going to go on. That's my philosophy is it's going to go on. We're not going to get out that easy. Like, we could wish it to go away, but it's our responsibility to carry it forward. Like, life and the earth, like... We have It's a responsibility because this is what we... I mean, we can to. try, but we also think that we're like king shit and it's in our control and it, yeah I mean, it goes crazy too yeah like is it <laughs> it's kind of politics and all that stuff it's intense yeah might be getting a little too deep here i'm fucking i at least i've been smoking weed you got no i might have got a contact high <laughs> you're just as weird but <laughs> yeah i'm fucking hungry man hell yeah what do you want to eat i don't know I don't. Uh, oh, maybe I'll eat those frozen meals. That they're pretty good. Yeah, I had a couple. Three minutes. Yeah. Me another minute after. It's tastier than like most of those, whatever. Yeah. Like, what is it? A mail? It's not a mail order one, is it? Uh, no. I think Tara drove and picked it up from somewhere that made them. This is a terrible podcast conversation. No way, dude. They people like food. I like food. Yeah. I just did a thing on my Instagram about donuts. Oh did yeah. Did you see that? No. Do you have a favorite donut? Um, how's this for podcast uh, material? Donut talk. Butter, 
I can never remember. Is it butternut or butter crunch? <laughs> <laughs> it's butternut. Okay, that one. It's uncomfortable, but it's delicious. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no more uncomfortable than Boston cream. <laughs> can I have seven butternuts? <laughs> what was that voice? That was just my voice. <laughs> butternut. They also have a coconut butternut. No, well, they just have a coconut donut. It's coconut shake. There's no butternut. On it. <laughs> butternut. No, but it's like the same. Butternut. The same idea. Amazing. Whatever. Like it's a, it's the same texture and consistency. Yeah. But it's coconut. Instead. Boston cream is a tough one too. It's like Boston cream, and then when you watch someone eat it, like I. <laughs> There's always that danger bite. That first one, where you're like, "What's gonna happen? Is this the part where it like is gonna explode out at me? Or did I come in on the side? The money shot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told like Tar's brother Glenn. Yeah, I think he offered me a Boston cream, and I was like, "That's a little too intimate, bro." Yeah, like, it kind of is. We don't like are we on the Boston cream gift giving level, you yeah. know? Like, you have to watch me eat this thing. Oh, fuck, they're no, so man. good though. Favorite yeah. donut is Boston cream. Uh, get a cinnamon donut in a Boston cream, and take the smush it together and twist the cinnamon into the frosting on the Boston cream. <laughs> then you have a cinnamon so Boston indulgent. cream, cinnamon Boston cream yeah. donut. And that's the best donut, I think. But it doesn't exist. Cinnamon donuts are just too dry. Yeah, but as a Boston cream, cinnamon Boston cream, that's the happy medium, bro. Yeah. How do you... That's a... You got to really smush it? Aren't you going to smush out some of the cream? Yeah, so you don't actually... You don't actually, like, keep the cinnamon there. You just rub it into the frosting. And there's enough on a cinnamon donut that you can get, like, a good... Oh, you just dust it with yeah, the cinnamon? Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying you just smush them together and eat it like a sandwich. That would be a little too heavy for yeah, me. Yeah, that but sounded probably, heavy. I would probably lay down and be in, like, an orgasmic uh, yeah. fucking heaven after eating that. <laughs> I'd be so high on fucking sugar and donut. Yeah. That's a bit much. No, but just add some frosting. If anybody out there works for Dunkin' Donuts or knows someone that works there, just tell them to put some cinnamon in the frosting that goes on the Boston cream and call it a cinnamon Boston cream. And yeah, I can't believe that way they I haven't can just done get that, it. especially in the fall or something. Yeah, that way I can just get it and I don't have to make do the work myself. You know what's really <laughs> good, actually, is just a an old-fashioned donut, like the plain one. A lot of people were back in old-fashioned. They're good, man. You know what I realized from doing this uh, donut uh, thing on Instagram, asking about what your favorite donut is? So many people have different f- – like, there wasn't many copies. There were so many different types of donuts. Yeah. There were like some that were like pretty steady. Blueberry, but, dude. Blueberry dude, ones. Lemon, good. blueberry. The amount of donuts that exist are pretty staggering is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And people have all different types of And never food. mind like we're just talking about Dunkin' Donuts. There's this place in Providence. Gourmet ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but they have – Dude, it's fucking insane. Get like Captain Crunch on a donut. Yeah, it's like 30 like bucks for like a half a dozen donuts. But like you got to get like a fork. You don't just eat a whole donut. You got to like cut off little bites of it. Yeah. And like try a few, you know. Oh, for sure. Then my cinnamon Boston cream exists out there somewhere. Probably, like a yeah. gourmet place. They're yeah. already on it. Yeah. I'm way behind the times. Nobody told me. Probably. I'm not like fresh on my donut talk, basically. When's the last donut you had? Not that long ago. Not that <laughs> yeah. long ago. The amount of fucking donuts, basically, is intense. People have a lot of different favorite donuts. And I salute all you motherfuckers out there. Because donuts to are you. good. Yeah. Can't eat a lot of donuts. Got to take breaks and shit. But, like, my last donut was, like, not even a week ago. My sister brought me, like, three, four donuts, and I housed them. Yeah. Is that a lot of donuts in one sitting? Yeah. Four dude. donuts? You must have felt like shit. 
<laughs> it's, it's like taking your body on a crazy ride. It's subjective, dude. I mean, I just kept working and moving. If you're used to it, I guess. Then yeah, I was fucking no on. biggie. Yeah. You ever go to a wedding and just eat until like you feel sick? The last, yeah, actually, yeah. I um, <laughs> the last wedding I went to was like a few, a few weeks ago, like a buffet. <laughs> and you think like, oh, we're gonna get like you take a date to a wedding, like gonna drink and dance and have a good time. We both just like ate too much and got full, <laughs> and like. We actually showed up, dude. We, we, uh, it was my cousin's wedding and we pulled in, it was an, it was outside at this venue and we pulled up and they're like fucking saying their vows or their I do's or whatever. Yeah. Like it's dead quiet. And we like the last car to like pull in. Oh we yeah. Just, like, like sneak in. I like drove up the hill and we like saw it and we're like, oh shit. And I just like put the car in neutral and we just like <laughs> slowly like backed out of view and just had to like park and wait for it to be over. But uh, yeah, they had donuts at that wedding. They had like a donut platter instead of a cake. And yeah, we just ate too much and like didn't get drunk, just got full. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've been there. Oh I- yeah. We danced and got complimented on our dancing. Really? Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. No, it's nice. Those hips don't lie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll dance at a wedding. I don't dance much, but a wedding, like definitely dance yeah, at a wedding. Yeah, it's fun as hell, dude. Yeah. I don't know how, but it's like how to dance. Yeah, but it's it's very fun. I've ended up at a bunch of weddings where like I don't really know that many people, you know. Yeah. Like, and you just go, and it's like you're along for the ride, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, let's see how this goes. <laughs> That's like that. Yeah, that like went in Rome thing. Yeah. Like, perfect. Yeah. All right, I think that's it, man. We covered it all. I think we did. Choo, choo, choo. This thing is so sick. Need to paint it, right? I'm gonna paint this thing, or am I? And you put some finish on it. Just oh. like stain it. <laughs> All right, Goon. Thanks for the podcast, my dude. Anytime. Hell yeah. Thanks for talking bobsleds, bro. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? We were... <laughs> I feel like we would make a sick bobsled. I have a whole team. new respect for it. You you have to be in the back, I think, because you're longer and taller. I so think... Uh, you need a longer stride. You're in the back of the bobsled. Do you want weight in the back, though? I don't want to pop the winter, a you put like, uh, <laughs> In the winter, you put like bricks in the back of your truck. Yeah. Have some traction back there. Yeah, that's you. You're the, well, yeah, no, you I don't, don't weigh, weigh that much. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I've lost 15 pounds since I started this job. Yeah. And I didn't have, like, any weight to lose. Yeah. You know? I, yeah I'm, yeah. like, fucking... You're slim, I'm, bro. like, my 19-year-old body right now. It's <laughs> fucked up. That is weird. Yeah. My pants, I just bought new pants, and they don't fit. The waist Damn, doesn't dude. fit. Yeah. Pants problems. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck. Serious pants problems, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bob Sled, we're out. All I need bobsled team. That's in, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Dude. See you in 2024. <laughs> we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I Feel don't want the rhythm. I'm... Feel the ride. <laughs> that's it. That's the fucking Bye. It.